Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You don't always have to like him. But you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. So you're a young mom, you're at a mall with your kids, and your kids are behaving, but there's another woman right beside you with her kids, a young mom, and she's glaring at you, and eventually she lets loose. Well, that's what happened to Nicole Roeder. She's a blogger in the United States. Her blog is Where the Heart Is, and she's going to explain to us, share with us, what happened on that day when she was really dressed down by another mother at a mall. That's coming up. We also want to talk to you about the 20-year-old in Texas who was texting and, according to witnesses, driving uh, very erratically on a highway uh, the other day and uh, struck the minibus with 13 dead from a, uh, from a church. And he was apparently sitting on the side of the road and kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was texting, I'm sorry. What do you do with him? We'll ask you that in the next half hour. What do you do with him? So that's coming up along with the senior medical officer, the senior uh, officer of health for the province of Alberta. Dr. Jerry Pretty is going to be with us and uh, going to talk to us about vaccinations. I mean, last weekend we had Rachel, a mom from Alberta, tell us why she will not vaccinate her child and then the province wanted some time of their own. So we're more than happy to have a listen to see what they have to say. There was so much nonstop dislike expressed for Donald Trump by the left-wing MSM mainstream media in the United States, which in turn is constantly fed bits of anti-Trump information by left-wing appointees and employees in Washington that they never run out of opportunity to spew their, well, their French cuff anger at the president. Hollywood anger is classic. Here's director Rob Reiner on MSNBC the other morning. The words that have been flung out from his mouth to right. the, to the, are insane. If, if, if he was not a celebrity, mm -hmm. if Donald Trump was not a celebrity, right. the words that come out of his mouth, would you'd see a guy in a park, a lunatic in a park on a soapbox, and you'd walk right by him. Rob Reiner, also known as Meathead, and here's Chuck Todd of NBC's Meet the Press speaking with reporter... Andrea Mitchell. Chuck Todd, of course, is the NBC News political director, the moderator of Meet the Press, and host of MSNBC's MTP Daily. Hey, Chuck. Uh, this, I mean, it's really bizarre to be over here watching it from this perspective. You're hearing people yeah. throughout Europe, all of these leaders, when they come to Washington over during the course of this past week as well, saying, what is going on in Washington? And you've got Secretary Tillerson and Secretary Mattis is, is at Downing Street today, all trying to explain the, what the policy is, but it's countermanded by a tweet. 
Well, that's right. And look, and you have a president right now that I think is, it's beyond saying it's in crisis mode. It's, you know, it's on the brink. The question is on the brink of what? Is it on the brink of collapse? Is it on the brink of becoming a, a, a temporarily lame duck presidency? And maybe it feels lame duckish temporarily right now. You've got a stalled agenda. Republicans who have no fear of this president right now, um, they don't think there's a political penalty to buck him. Obviously, the Russia cloud darkens all the time. And all of it, Andrea, of course, all of these problems right now that they are dealing with front and center are self-inflicted by one person, the president of the United States, who couldn't help himself with a tweet on, on this wiretapping nonsense, which, of course, has essentially helped unravel 10 days uh, of, of all things Russia in their uh, in, in their part of this story, then throw in the fact that he's decided to drive a wedge in his own party and go after the Freedom Caucus. Okay, but he's also attacking Democrats at the same time. He's got to go find a governing dance partner, and he's alienating both of his potential dance partners on that front. So on the normal political scale, he's got problems. Throw in the fact that they, you've got a president who cannot accept the fact that Russia interfered in this election. And until he accepts that fact, this story is going to consume him. And my fear, and Andrea, the question to you is this. The world must be panicked that if this president is tested right now, if Western alliances are tested by a Putin in, in the Baltics, by North Korea, is the, pre is the United States prepared to lead in a crisis right now for the world? And it becomes so hard for Tillerson, who's going to go to Moscow in, in next month, in a couple of weeks, and the president <clears throat> has now been invited by Putin for a meeting in Finland. How does he behave with Vladimir Putin with this huge thundercloud over his head, over everything that he said in the past about Putin, embracing Putin before and you know since since the election, as well as. Uh, and on 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 it goes with uh, Chuck Todd and uh, Andrea Mitchell from NBC. Chuck Todd, you have a presidency right now that is, I think, beyond saying it's in crisis mode. It's, you know, it's, it's on the brink. The question is, on the brink of what? Is it on the brink of collapse? Is it on the brink of being a temporary lame duck presidency? Maybe it feels lame duckish temporarily right now. So I don't know how much they pay Chuck Todd, but I'm guessing they probably pay him something in the neighborhood of millions of dollars a year. And he, if he, all he can come up with is you have a presidency right now that I think is beyond saying it's in crisis mode. It's, you know, it's on the brink. The question is on the brink of what? Is, the, is it on the brink of collapse? What is he talking about? Fran Coombs is the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, Rasmussen polling in the United States. He's uh, regular with us, certainly walked us through the primaries and the election, and uh, we're very grateful. Well, um, Fran, I, I, I listen to, uh, to Mr. Todd. I, I listen to Andrea Mitchell. I listen to Rob Reiner, and I, I think they really uh, need to take a very serious chill pill. Well, I mean, what you have to remember with Chuck Todd and Andrew Mitchell, I mean, these are the same people that were telling us six weeks before Election Day, uh, or even less, before Election Day in this country, that there was no point to even having an election because Hillary Clinton was so overwhelmingly the favorite uh, that for Trump to even be running as president was a joke. I mean, if you put together a clip reel 
of Chuck Todd's pronouncements for the last 18 months. I mean, everybody in the audience would be laughing out loud. Um, unfortunately for NBC, I mean, God knows what drives their decisions. But, you know, Chuck Todd's been sounding like a Democratic operative for years, basically. That's why I'm surprised he's gotten as far as he has. What is the uh, the president's job approval numbers now? What are you seeing in Rasmussen? What are Americans telling you? Oh, well, well, there's no question those numbers are going down. And it's, I mean, there's a combination of things going on. At the beginning of the presidency, at the beginning of the year, voters are always more optimistic. Uh, certainly there's been a lot of, certainly economic optimism since Trump got elected. But those numbers are going down, and there's no question uh, that the media is effectively creating a cloud over the Trump presidency. Now, whether the Trump presidency is continuing to be effective or not is subject to argument. I mean, obviously Trump is continuing to crack out these executive orders. He's undoing uh, he's undoing Obama's agenda. Uh, the people that he's putting in place are stopping Obama's regulations and all the various departments. So there's things definitely happening. Uh, the Obamacare thing was a political debacle. I wouldn't argue that at all. Uh, but. I would say two months into Donald Trump's presidency is probably a little too soon to say that it's at the brink of collapse. Uh, the Democrats and the uh, Trump haters all over a supposed connection between Trump's election campaign staff and Putin's Russia. I don't know what the truth of all of this is, but certainly nobody has any proof. No one's been able to lay something on the table and say, here, here it is. And yet they're running around um, with suggesting that there's proof, essentially uh, condemning the entire campaign, or many people in the campaign, for having colluded with the Russians. Well, they're just saying it. I mean, particularly the Democrats on Capitol Hill, they're just saying flat out. And there's absolutely no proof. Uh, There's not a single uh, smoking gun. There's not a single document. There's not a single wiretap recording. In fact, the only thing that's come out, Roy, as you know, which is very embarrassing, embarrassing, is that essentially it shows that the Obama administration basically went into anti-Trump mode after he was elected and started wiretapping his people. I mean, we could, we're going to find out whether that was inadvertent, whether they picked it up on wiretaps with people, with foreigners that they were wiretapping, but very questionable wiretapping, uh, unmasking the names of the people, unprecedented and illegal, uh, floating that stuff out to, to favored media friends like the New York Times, of uh, very, very shaky and probably very illegal stuff. Uh, do you have the feeling, Fran, that are you a little disappointed? Because I'm a little disappointed in, in the way the White House has responded to to these accusations. There's no proof. And yet they find themselves on the back foot. They're defensive all the time. When I, uh, maybe you have a different perception of it, but to me they appear defensive. And when I look at Donald Trump, the Donald Trump before the election, before the campaigning ever began, here's a guy who if you, if you attacked him, and we saw, of course, we saw some of that in the primaries, but if you attacked him, he was right back at you. This seems to be less effective in the way of responding to the accusations. Right. Well, I think, I think that, first of all, I think you have to give a Democrat. Democrats are very skilled politicians. They have done an outstanding job of basically dragging out the confirmation process so that Trump couldn't get his people in there. So you had a lot of lame duck holdovers from the Obama crowd who were still running things, still having access uh, access to, to the inner secrets, if you will. So they did a good job of that. Uh, as we know, the, the Democrats are very much in sync with the major media in this country. Uh, so there's been a consistent anti-Trump media message, this message that, oh, he's incompetent, oh, he's a hater, 
Oh, you know, the way, uh, way his, his temporary freeze to uh, get our vetting process, you know, that immediately became a Muslim ban, uh, as if, you know, he was banning uh, Muslims from all over the world from entering the United States. Um, there's been countless uh, misreportings, if you will, everything from whether, you know, he took out the, the King bust in the Oval Office. I mean, you know, just all these crazy yeah. things that have come out. Yeah. And there's no question that that has created uh, a very toxic toxic atmosphere. And, I mean, you have to give the Democrats credit for that. They have they've poisoned the air around Donald Trump. You know, they, uh, they've made a case of Donald Trump playing golf. Well, I remember his predecessor being out on the golf course quite regularly, and when that was brought up, it was always, oh, well, the president needs that as a balance to the tremendous amount of work and the emotional stresses of being the president of the United States. With Donald Trump, it's the guy's back out on the golf course again. Well, it's his, it's his golf course, so he's probably not charging it to the, to the American people. Yeah, well, it's, again, I mean, you, you, but you see this time and again. I mean, you see things that... Things that these conservatives do or these Republicans do, uh, for the New York Times and and that crowd, it's like the end of the earth. And when Obama was doing, I mean, obviously we did not see any scrutiny of the Obama presidency at all, basically by the major media. I mean, you know that. I mean, look at all these. Of course. I mean, they they've been trying to give Obamacare a pass. Well, what what are the trend? What are the transcripts from Columbia University, Russ? We've been waiting for nine years. Nobody knows. Right, and, and and but I mean, but it's, so it's everything from that to just all his failed policies. I mean, we're still in Afghanistan. Um, you know, people that he's let go from Guantanamo have gotten back in the terror game. Um, obviously, the world is a mess uh, because of the lack of U.S. leadership over the last eight years. We all know that story, Syria and elsewhere. Right. Um, but again, you know, you didn't see that kind of coverage in the media because yeah. Obama was, a, and, and we see that in our polling. Yeah. Uh, you know, people say overwhelmingly in our polls the media was trying to help Obama's agenda, and only like 10% think the media is trying to help Trump's agenda. Right. Hold on, Fran. Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Polling, RasmussenReports.com online, and you can uh, sign up for their daily and weekly uh, free updates on, on what they're finding out in polling in the United States, RasmussenReports.com. We'll come back with more from uh, Fran Coombs. I'm, I'm, I want to know what he thinks about what's going to happen likely going forward. Is there another 1,400 or so days of the uh, Trump administration? That's what somebody said this morning. It's about 1,400 days to go. Uh, is all of this going to just keep repeating itself and regurgitating itself? And aren't 62 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump starting to think, hey, these anti-Trump media and Hollywood types are actually attacking me? for voting for Donald Trump. It's about time that maybe these people stood up and said, hey, you're attacking me. Mr. Coombs is correct, though. The Democrats are very good at playing the game, and they have a tremendous amount of support in the American media and, of course, in Hollywood. Standing up for the little guy for the greater good. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and uh, follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. If you rip into Donald Trump, if you're in media and you rip into Donald Trump, or if you're in government, or if you're in any sort of public sphere, then, then you're fine. Then you're fine. Then you, you find your allies. And I've seen them on television, on a TV screen in the middle of the evening, and I, 
they drive me wild because it's some like it's a, it's like a mass therapy session for them to just try to outdo each other, ripping into the president of the United States. There's nothing positive that comes out of it. It's just constant tear, tear, tear. They lost the election. Don't forget that small point. And uh, at Paul B. Now tweets, under POTUS Obama, Russians hacked election, and yet at real Donald Trump is at fault. Is that logical? Provides his own answer. Says, no, it isn't. Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Polling, RasmussenReports.com online. Fran, what's going to happen going forward? With Somebody said there's about 1,400 days left. Is there going to be 1,400 days like the preceding 72? Well, I mean, obviously the opposition is going to try to do, make it that because they're, you know, they're trying to get some notice for themselves. They're trying to win the next election. And as you know, of course, the Obama years were devastating to the Democratic Party in terms of state houses and governors. So uh, they've got to try to come back. Um, a good thing, I think a good thing for you all to be watching and for your, for your listeners to wa- be watching, Roy, is the upcoming Gorsuch vote in the Senate because he will be confirmed. And it'll be interesting to see how the media plays that. That's going to be a Trump win. He's going to have the new latest member of the uh, Supreme Court, although the, Demo- the Republicans may have to go to the so-called nuclear option to get it. Uh, but let's see how the media plays that one. Will they play it as a Trump victory or a Republican uh, dictatorship, if you will? When will the 62-plus million Americans who voted for Donald Trump finally say, wait a minute, they're not just attacking the president, they're attacking me for voting for him? Well, you know, I think, Roy, I think they, they do that with the vote. Um, face it, the other side is very violent. You never see a story about Trump supporters beating up a Hillary Clinton voter or anything like that. So I think a lot of people definitely, and that's the reason they have these tactics, a lot of people are intimidated. They don't want to open their mouths. You and I talked about how people didn't want to put Trump bumper stickers on their car. Uh, I think there's no doubt that people are not are being encouraged not to speak up for fear of some kind of violence. Well, there have been some, were some incidents during some of the rallies during the primaries where Trump supporters took a swing at, at other people who were in the, uh, in the stands, but primarily the, big, the biggest, the, sort of the worst incidents that I've seen portrayed have been for, against Trump supporters. Now, one quick question, final question for your friend. When Donald Trump talks about, well, if I can't work with the Republicans, I guess I'll just have to work with the Democrats, words to that effect. Is he hurting his own message? Is he hurting his, his own presence by doing that? Well, I think he ran as a third-party candidate, really, Roy. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think the Democrats will work with him. I mean, there may be a couple who are up for election in a couple of years. But the vast majority of Democrats aren't going to work with him. The vast majority of Republicans are going to work with him. Right. Uh, I just think that we've never seen opposition like this so nasty and so open okay. before. Uh, and Trump is probably the one guy who's strong enough to take it. Fran, thank you for the time. We'll let you get back out in the sunshine. Okay. Thank you, Roy. I appreciate the, best. the call. Thank you, Fran. Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Polling. All right. 20 year old is texting while he's driving in Texas. He's weaving across the road, and he goes the wrong way down, um, drives the wrong way on the, on the highway. Hits a minibus, 13 people are killed. 13 people are killed. He's sitting on the side of the road saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was texting, I'm sorry. What do you do with him? Call me now. 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. What do you do with that 20-year-old? What would you do with him? <laughs> 